If you've ever visited, say, Disneyland or a county fair where they have children's rides, they have a little sign that says, you have to be this tall to get on this ride. What if you had another sign that said, you have to be this smart to second-guess God? How would we measure up? Let's think about this for a minute. Suppose you had a scale, you had perfect, infinite knowledge, omniscience, which is what God has, and then you have rocks. Where would human knowing be on that scale? Would you put it here? Would you put it there? You can't answer that question. We don't know. Because we don't know what it's like to be omniscient. Well, okay. Well, we don't know how smart we are. But surely we're smart enough to second-guess God, right? Well, no. And no one can tell you what the stock price will be for Microsoft in 24 hours second-guessing how God runs of the cosmos seems to be a little audacious. I mention this because of this very difficult gospel passage we have today. The landowner makes the deal. Hey, I'll give you a day's uh, wage for a day's work. Okay. And then he decided to be extra generous to other people. And the people who had the original deal said, well, that's not fair. No. You got paid what you were promised. You did what you were asked. You got paid what you were promised at the end. And you might want to second guess that person, but we'd be in the wrong. But we do second guess God. We do grumble and say, that's not fair. How come he has a happy marriage and I don't? How come she got cured and I didn't? Why does this person live and this person die? Why does that person prosper and that person suffer? Reminds me of the story at the, of the end of the book of Job. Remember that? Job is a decent guy. When all the horrible things happen to him, his friends come by and said, you must have really made God mad. He said, no, I didn't do anything wrong. So finally he decides to argue with God. It's not fair. And God rolls up his sleeve and goes, all right, you're so smart. Where were you when I separated light from darkness? Where were you when I planted the limits of the sea and the land? Man up and tell me how to be God. Go ahead. I'll listen. And Job had a good sense to put his hand over his mouth. Life is certainly painful. And life is very often certainly unfair. And there are a number of times when I pray, when I want to give advice to God, especially about how to fix people. Do you ever pray like that? Please heal Aunt Mildred, especially her rotten attitude towards me, which is unjust, because I'm always so nice. We've all prayed like that. Don't do that. Don't give God advice. Let's not second-guess God. God has already decided what is good, what is evil. What is human? What is not? What is male? What is female? What is marriage? What is sex for? God's already decided all of that. And nowadays, a whole lot of people say, you know, God got it wrong, but we're going to fix it. We have to think about that and just laugh at that. When I was growing up, there was a musical, a Broadway musical called Your Arms Are Too Short to Box with God. Our brains are too small, our vision too short and too low to 
to criticize God for how he's managing the cosmos when most of us can't balance our checkbook. What's the moral of the story? It's about whether or not we're going to trust God. And this is where we have to stand before Christ crucified, who said, I love you this much. And our Father said, Son, your love and trust are vindicated. Good Friday through Easter Sunday proves that God is faithful. And we can choose to trust rather than to second-guess God. May God's holy name be praised now and forever.